Hello and welcome to another episode of the Just Some Magic podcast. I am your host Morgan and here on Just Some Magic we like to share people's most magical moments in and out of the theme parks. Today's guest is Southeast Asian advocate Monica. I am so excited to have her on. She shares so many stories from her time working at the Walt Disney World Company and she also shares her Raya and the Last Dragon cosplay that was put together by a team of other Southeast Asian creators. Also stay tuned to the very end to hear a listener story by one of those creators that helped out with the Raya cosplay. We have episodes every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so you never miss a single episode. And lastly, if you have a magical moment that you would like me to read on the show or even possibly be a featured guest just like Monica on the show, please go to justsomemagic.com and click on the share your magic button. I would love to hear your most magical moments and share them with everybody else. But now on with the show. everybody. So we have a very special guest today. Her name is Monica and she has worked previously for the Disney company and is also a very proud advocate for the Southeast Asian community. And she just does the most amazing TikTok transformation reels and it's just so beautiful and I'm literally in awe of it. But we want to welcome Monica. Hi, Monica. How are you? I'm good. Thank Thank you for having me, Morgan. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course. <laughs> we were talking a little bit before, and I said the reason I found her is because I was searching for Ryan the Last Dragon, and Monica, your incredible cosplay popped up, and it was the most beautiful thing ever. Do you want to talk Thank about that you. for a minute? <laughs> yes. Uh, it was actually like a really fun collaboration with uh, fellow Southeast Asian creators like my friends. And so one of my good friends, Dewey, who is Vietnamese American was like, Hey, Raya's coming out. We should try and cosplay this. Can you be my Raya? And I was like, okay, I'll just, what do I have to do? He's like, just show up. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, show okay. up and be you. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right. We'll see how this goes. And he was like, if you have a hat, can you can you wear it? So mm -hmm. the hat that Raya wears in the movie is very similar to a salakot, which is a traditional hat in the Philippines that like our farmers and our natives wear. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I borrowed one from one of my really good friends who's also Filipino. And then um, he collaborated with our friend Nam, who's also Vietnamese American. And like he, they both like put the whole thing together. They tried mm -hmm. to be as accurate as possible with her outfit. And I showed up and I was like, dang, this is actually like, like, point on point with how mm -hmm. it is in the movie so yeah. we we like scheduled a day to film like at least three videos and then uh we actually got contacted by disney <gasps> their pr team which was really awesome to help advertise so a couple of the later videos that we did was specifically to help advertise raya and the last dragon which was really fun after oh. the pictures so that was really cool and then I got I got merchandise from that. I was like, awesome. I'm like an adult with like Raya. Yes. <laughs> Raya merchandise. And it's so great that you got to do that. And it's like your favorite is it one of your favorites. Like, cause I know you you've hung out with other princesses as well. Yes. But like getting their merch, even if you're like over the age of 20, you're just like <laughs> I'm still really excited about this. Oh, like, yes. I, I sent some to my niece, but I was like, I'm going to keep some for myself too. <laughs> yes, you got you to gotta keep at least one. Like. Yeah, it was it was really cool. Um, but yeah, Raya, no bias, is my favorite Disney princess. Yes. Um, <laughs> She's yeah. pretty cool. If you guys haven't seen it, I know Monica and I separately saw it in theaters mm -hmm. and I want to buy it on Disney Plus, but yes. like it's, it's so good. She's so powerful and strong and such a great role model for sure. Yeah. It 
honestly, your video that you made looked like you they were doing a live action Ryan the Last Dragon. <laughs> like everything about that video was so, so good. <laughs> and like you look like her and Aww. you the, the costume, like everything in the background, like everything about that video was spot on. It was like, wait, <laughs> they're doing a live action? Raya and the Last Dragon? Okay. <laughs> well, the, Disney already has you in their brain to do casting <laughs> for that because so, you're an actress, correct? Yes, I am. I left the Walt Disney World Company after two years of performing to uh, pursue acting full time. And it has been on a little pause because of COVID, but um, it's picking up again, which is really nice. Yeah. But yeah. I, yeah, I act. <laughs> That's so fun. Any projects that any fun upcoming ones or any favorites yeah. that you've worked so on? I've, I've actually done a couple Disney projects, which is really fun uh, to be uh, at Disney for like a different reason. So I did like a, a food and wine one, which is really fun. Just eating. <laughs> oh, well, that um, must be the that must have been the hardest job for sure. Yeah, that's the hardest job ever. Uh, and and then for just like I do a bunch of like random commercials. So like the other day I was a military woman for like Ooh. a U-Haul commercial, but like like a U-Haul. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> just a <bunch> random <laughs> I'm like just I like tell my agents just get me job like get me auditions. I'll do it. <laughs> yep. You're like I don't care what it is. Just I want to do it and get working and stuff. It probably feels good to work, get out there yes. and do what you love. Yes. And now that I, I just got my first dose of vaccination, it makes life a little bit easier to do that. So, oh, yeah. definitely, definitely. That is so great. Okay. Before we jump into mm -hmm. or what you did with Disney specifically and hanging out with some princesses, which did you like or which felt oh, like cooler or more real or just that like aha magic moment when you got into your friend's Raya costume or for Disney or a little bit of both? Okay. Which was that aha moment, I guess is what I'm trying to ask. <laughs> oh, wow. Um. Okay. So before we, before I get into like my story at Disney, okay. Mm -hmm. Um. Specifically with Raya, I think it was more so like even without costume, I could genuinely identify with her mm -hmm. and also physically see a resemblance <laughs> without a costume. And I think that yes. was very special for me, um, knowing that she is a Southeast Asian princess and has features like myself and like my cousins and my friends who are also Southeast Asian. So that was very special for me. Uh, and specifically with the girls that I got to hang out with, I think, you know, when you're younger, there's not really much that I really went by in terms of mm -hmm. like identifying with a Disney princess, aside from Pocahontas, uh, who has a very special place in my heart. I know her whole entire identity in Disney is a little <laughs> problematic and it can be because of just how she is a real person in terms of just like her Disney identity and Disney entity. She definitely meant a lot to me as a brown girl, a brown Asian woman to see that. And then when Moana came, she was like that close enough culturally for me. Mm -hmm. I know I always say Pacific Islanders are like Southeast Asians um, cousins because we do oh. have, you know, have some DNA similarity and whatnot um, in terms of our history and our diaspora as people. So it was, she was always like my close enough. I couldn't culturally identify with her, but mm -hmm. genetically I'm like, we are pretty close yes. <laughs> and our features are pretty close. And then Raya came. So I think that aha moment came when we got Moana and then Raya. It was like, oh my gosh, Disney's doing more as opposed to just nice. doing one ethnic princess and mm -hmm. then just like stopping there. So that was definitely my aha moment, I would say. <laughs> I love that. Oh my goodness. Like little bit um, I'm not naturally blonde and then when Belle came out I was like oh, she has yeah. brown hair that's cool but like I don't like reading like <laughs> I'm actually really bad at reading <laughs> but yes. it's definitely not the same as, like culturally and stuff but I was just no, like no no I mean everyone oh. right like was a kid I I not really as a kid I was a lot older when mm -hmm. Rapunzel came out but personality wise I definitely yes. identified with Rapunzel mm -hmm. uh, so yeah I mean, I feel like we can find identification even in personalities, you know? Yes. Oh, for sure. I I feel – I love Aurora. Aurora is my girl. That is my favorite. Oh. Like I literally want to be her. But my personality is very much like an Anna or Jane from Tarzan is not a princess, but I feel like I'm Jane like if I was somebody. So I love definitely. Jane. <laughs> She's a hot mess and I love She's her. She's amazing. She should be a princess. 
right? She Come on. should an honorary. <laughs> she's British, like she should have some type of royal. I don't know. Yeah, anyway. Absolutely. So would you like to share with us a little bit of your history with the Disney company yeah, and sure. how you got your start there? So I I actually started auditioning. So back in the day, uh, Disney World Auditions specifically allowed you to be 16 years old at least to audition Ooh. because seasonal and part-time allowed for that. So long as you weren't working full-time hours, it was legal in the state of Florida to work yes. part-time as a performer at Disney World. So I auditioned her at 17 years old. I, I just went as moral support for my older brother, uh, Joel, uh, who is like a huge, huge Disney fan. I definitely wasn't like an artistic person growing up. I, I played sports. Uh, I was a competitive golfer as a kid and I played Ooh. amateur golf, <laughs> really I different from acting and performing, but I came as moral support and then we both got to the very end of the audition, which was really fun, but we got like, you know, no emails. Rejection emails, basically. Mm. Uh, and that, I guess that kind of like, I don't know, I guess that kind of like pushed me into wanting to get it after I got that. <laughs> yeah, especially getting I, so far the first time too. Yeah. It's like, oh, I was so close, but like, yes. I want to do it. I really want it now. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, now I really want it. So <laughs> I went all the time. I was like, if they're looking for Cinderella, I was like, all right, let's go. You know, they might still happen to meet someone. <laughs> Who may not, who may look like me. So I, yeah, I went to so many auditions. I think I went to around 25 auditions for three years. It's a long process for me. (laughs) Okay. Anybody who is thinking about auditioning, you hear that 25 (laughs) times. Oh my gosh. That is incredible. (laughs) Um, But yeah, my brother actually went to like way more than I did, maybe 50. It's a long (gasps) process because he just wanted to. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I took me 25 auditions in three years and then I, so I, I kept getting to the end for my wonderful friend, Pocahontas, and I kept getting <gasps> no's uh, until I finally got to the end in an approval and just a pending email for to be her friend. And then when Moana, the movie, finally came out, she had her audition. And the first audition, I you know, was able to make it to the end and then get hired for both her and Pocahontas, which was definitely not something I was expecting. But I was like, I bet they just felt bad for the three years. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would almost wait out because then you got to do both, like not just one, but two. Which was really awesome. Uh, Mm -hmm. Definitely. I lucked out on that. But yeah, so I finally got to hang out with, well, I got to hang out with Moana first and then Pocahontas a month later. And definitely very different girls and different types of personalities, but they both mean so much to me in terms of, you know, performing and taught me a lot about how to be something different and bring out something uh, inside of me to create something that can be magical for guests. So (laughs) definitely. And how would you describe, since you know, you were very close friends with both of them. How would you describe Pocahontas and Moana to say someone who never seen their movies and didn't know anything about them? Oh, wow. Okay. So Pocahontas is definitely very regal. She's very Mm -hmm. stoic and sophisticated. So she's very one with nature and just very wise, wise beyond her years. And yeah, she has like a calm to her. She's like very, grounded she's like I would say very similar to like not not as like you know uppity or (laughs) as Mary Poppins but very like wise like her yeah like like very soft-spoken um and then Moana's like the polar opposite she's like (laughs) she's like very adventurous as well but like such a giddy personality, very youthful and very feisty. She's very sassy and uh, speaks her mind. And she was definitely a lot of fun because I identified a lot with her character and how she, her personality was. So yeah, very, very different, but both a lot of fun. That's fun to like get a variety, you know, if you were friends with like two very similar princesses, it wouldn't be as like dynamic and it's like kind of testing your and built, like you said, growing your acting skills for later on. So that's so fun. It must have been hard too if people friends with characters that were very much the same. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could have done that. Yes. I feel like Cinderella and Aurora can be very similar in, in yes. looks and uh, personalities oh, too. And, yeah. Yes. Did you ever, um, being friends with Pocahontas, did you ever get to hang out with Miko or like have Miko with you as well and spend the day with you? Did that ever yes. come about? Uh, that oh, one, so twice cute. actually, a couple of times, which was so much fun, especially because Pocahontas and I know Pocahontas has John Smith, but that was not really a common mm-hmm. thing to have. Yeah. So to have a partner uh, was definitely a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. And Nico's <laughs> so funny and curious. Yes. I literally watched it like a month ago. Oh. And you just the dynamic between Miko and Percy, I just crack it's up wonderful. the entire time. It's so, so fun. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I just I loved Miko. Miko is every time I see a raccoon, I'm like, oh Miko. <laughs> <laughs> you are a true Disney princess. <laughs> they come up Miko. to you. <laughs> that is so fun. Um, did you ever get to hang out with these princesses um during Fantasmic by any chance? Yes. So I yeah, I I was very, very fortunate to when they were revamped Fantasmic to add mm-hmm. Moana. I was very lucky and, and blessed to be a part of the, the <gasps> first cast to learn it with Moana oh. added on. And definitely such a magical experience. Me and another friend of Moana uh, got to do it on the first floor first before they finally moved her on the top of the boat, uh, yes. which was definitely a unique experience to be on the bottom and on the top. Yeah, it was definitely, I, I got to do that show for almost a year before I left Disney. And, I, you know, I'm still really, really close friends to a lot of the cast and, you know, hang yeah. out with uh, one of the really great friends of Tiana and Jasmine oh. till this very day, which is really, really nice. A lot of my lifelong friends I, I've met through Disney. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a really special place in my heart, that show. I got my last shift at that show. <laughs> oh my goodness, my heart. Oh. <laughs> but that scene when Pocahontas is on the rock and she's just like, that oh. pose she does is just powerful. <laughs> powerful. You just feel the energy radiating off of her and it's just like, right. she stops everything. Oh, epic. Yeah. Epic. So, <laughs> it's so awesome. And I'm, I'm very lucky that I got to learn the track where Moana gets to be on the the boat and also uh, with Pocahontas shortly after. Definitely just so intricate. That whole show is so magical. A lot goes on and a lot of love and passion goes into uh, making that show happen every single day from like the text to the costumers and everything. It's it's a very, it's a beautiful show that's filled with a lot of love. So yeah. Oh, for sure. You're from California and you visited yes. Disneyland and stuff. So I'm assuming you've seen Fantasmic over there, correct? Yes, I have. So what I used to do when I lived near, near Disneyland, not in mm-hmm. Disneyland, but near Disneyland, I wish I lived in Disneyland. Oh, don't we all? I'm obsessed with Fantasmic. And if we weren't able to get a seat for it, we would go down towards Spot mountain and watch all of the choreography of just like the text moving it there and then the barges and then um, the monkeys getting off and the princesses getting on and uh, they're all in character mm-hmm. and it's just so cool to see all the behind the scenes of how that show works but still preserving the magic like if a little kid was there like he's thinking oh my gosh Belle and Beast are, are walking on this float and they're waving to me before they go out on stage <laughs> like it's it's so incredibly cool and then the the difference between Disneyland versus Disney World at Disney World they have a whole scene dedicated to Pocahontas yes and over at Disneyland there's a whole dedicated scene to Pirates of the Caribbean and they have mm-hmm. them big old pirate ship and so when that comes by and all of the other castmates are running around you know doing their next part that they need to Jack Sparrow and Elizabeth Swan will be on the boat talking and waving at us because we're so close to them it almost seems like and I had it one time yes it really does and Jack Sparrow one time was walking on the plank and he was jokingly I genuinely thought he was going to fall off the boat and he was like oh oh like being in character and everything was like oh "Oh, it must have been all the rum why the rum's gone and I'm just (laughs) like what like it was almost like a little magical moment Mm-hmm. off of the thing it was just so cool so and I think to make and tell me if you think this too since you've seen both as well mm-hmm. to make the most perfect phantasmic I feel that it needs Walt Disney World's stadium and Disneyland's dragon <laughs> for oh sure oh my goodness yes 
Absolutely. <laughs> what What would you take? What Give me two elements that you would take from each to make the perfect Fantasmic. So I just gave the dragon in the stadium. Oh what would you do? Definitely the dragon of Disneyland 100%. Mm-hmm. And the whole stadium of Disney World's Fantasmic is it just feels so big and like yes. bigger than life. And I think if Disneyland had that like space and, you know, yes. freedom to utilize all of that, I think that it would just be like be perfect, fantastic. Um, and also adding like Moana. <laughs> Ooh, okay. How would you want to add Moana? Would you want to like a canoe? I think if she had a canoe, like, I don't know. I just think that would be so interesting. And Raya too. How about we just use Sisu? <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes. Like a friendly dragon just kind of yeah. like jumping through the water. How She's she like, does. where am I? That would be oh, so fun. That, okay, we should add to the princess section, you know, how there's Rapunzel, mm-hmm. uh, Jasmine and Aladdin on yes. the stage. Belle and Beast and Ariel and Eric. Oh my goodness. We should have them do their thing. And then Raya comes on with Sisu. And then on the opposite, coming the opposite way, we should have Moana on her on her boat. Like, yes. That would be so cool. So magical. That would be amazing. See, we should be on the production team. <laughs> we, we got all these ideas. We'll start our own podcast of how to make this production better because <laughs> that's like the love scene and like you know we don't we don't not, not everybody needs a man like yeah, <laughs> maybe throw elsa in there too like yeah, she'll stage just like mom. freeze everything that would be so cool <laughs> oh my gosh okay we're, we can keep coming up with ideas <laughs> this is so great okay is there anything else you want to share with us about your time at disney i joke around about this a lot but mm-hmm. i think disney is like the best immune buildup <laughs> Oh, elaborate. <laughs> so I actually, I just got my vaccine, just a little backstory today. I got my first dose mm-hmm. of Pfizer, uh, but I haven't been sick since I started working at Disney. So 2016. Oh. Wow. And okay. uh, I'm like, I genuinely think it is because I worked at Disney. So my first week at working Dis- at Disney World, I got really, really sick uh-huh. and uh, haven't been sick since. <laughs> so that's you literally was, just hugging people and children yeah. and oh the strongest vaccine is uh, performing at Walt Disney. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so if you guys want to build up your immune system and work at Disney. Work <laughs> at Disney, specifically Disney World. <laughs> and I it's I genuinely think it's because Disney World is like the tourist park, you know? Mm-hmm. Most tourists go to Disney World and most pass holders live at Disneyland. So I think oh, that's probably sure. why. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. Because like Disney World, you got the same people coming in, mm-hmm. trying new foods and different things. Where at Disney World, it's like everybody from all over the world. So. Yes. Oh, it's incredible. But okay, so that's really funny. I love that. Now, thank you so much for sharing those little tidbits. We'll get to your magical moment in a second. But to get to know you a little better, we're going to ask you some fun questions. So the first question I always ask everybody is, why do you love Disney? Oh, my gosh. There's a lot of reasons, but uh, it's very nostalgic for me. So I think that's like the main thing. My mom uh, had a daycare when I was a kid, so – she had like all of the VHSs of every Disney movie. So to me, Disney is like comfort to me. It's like comfort food, but not food, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I think it just reminds me of my childhood and brings back a lot of wonderful memories. And, you know, even a lot of wonderful me- memories now as an adult working for the company. So yeah, that's why oh. it's very special to me. <laughs> yes. And which parks have you visited? Oh my goodness. I wish I got to actually do like the international parks, but I've obviously Disneyland is the first park and then Disney World. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this counts, but Alani Resort in Hawaii. Oh, if that counts. I would think so too. Absolutely. Okay. I feel yeah. like every Disney fan needs to go there at least once. Yes, it is beautiful. And uh, one of my friends is actually was actually got the first to hang out with Moana in uh, Hawaii which is really awesome so I got to meet her in person because we were internet friends and uh, yeah so I went and for my 21st birthday and I got to meet Moana which was really cool (laughs) oh how exciting and then like it's it's almost special when you 
know who's hanging out with that character yeah, that day. It's, it's, it's just very, very that, nice. Bring that extra magic and stuff. Okay. So speaking of characters, mm-hmm. not necessarily your favorite character, but what okay. character do you most identify with that you're most similar to? And oh if um, a stipulation is, if you do say a princess, could you also say a non-princess? I mean, personality-wise, I think there's a lot of like tidbits of certain characters that I can find myself in. So I definitely identify a lot with Rapunzel personality-wise in terms of just like her longing to explore and see new things and experience new things. And then Raya, like her love for her family, I definitely identify with. (laughs) And then a non-princess. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. I don't know why the first one that came to mind was Lilo. Lilo and yes. Stitch. So yes. I've I've dressed up as Lilo and since way way too many Lilo way too many times as a child. But I identified a lot with her, just like not caring so much about anything really. Like she's like mm-hmm. just so chill and like in her own zone and like such an individualist. I am an introvert, so I think that's also what it is. Yeah. So Lilo. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's really funny that you say that. And I already like, we haven't met in person yet. We're recording this online, but (laughs) I identify with Lilo as well as Jane, but Lilo, because she is so emotionally passionate about what she thinks and believes and she won't let anybody, anybody tell her otherwise from Pudge the fish to her <laughs> doll scrump that yes. has to have surgery because a uh, alien planted eggs in her brain. Like <laughs> she's committed to it, and I just love her weirdness. And yes. I relate to that so much. So you feel yeah. the same way? <laughs> Absolutely, everything you said, one hundred percent. And Lila's yeah. just also so like she's just so adorable. Like she just believes she everything she chooses to believe, and no one can tell her <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> Exactly. I, I was through your Instagram and I saw your Lilo and Nani yes. uh, Disney bound <laughs> and you did like the pulling scene and she's like, no. <laughs> yes, my room. brother. I'm already in my room <laughs> kind of thing. Yes, my older brother dressed up as Nani. We went to Magic Kingdom. I was like, please just do it with him, please. So, um, <laughs> and I was Lilo in her red outfit, which oh. was so fun. I, I love Lilo and she's just so amazing. <laughs> She is. Okay. What is your dream ride to get stuck on? Oh, this is so difficult. Mm. I'm just like thinking of all the rides like right now. <laughs> oh, um, Rise of the Resistance. Ooh. The newest one. Yes. yes. That would be so cool. I'm not a huge Star Wars person, but I really appreciate the scenery of Rise of the Resistance. Oh, definitely. And then being able to walk around that. Yes, I think that would – Absolutely. That would be so cool. That's the dream. (laughs) Okay. What – this is still kind of on the topic of rides. What location or landmark would you like to add to Soarin' Over the World? Oh, my gosh. I love that question. Um, I don't – I would say – Maybe somewhere in Southeast Asia. I would just say Philippines because that's where I'm from. My family's from. Um, So like there's this border. Like there's this route that you'll take if you go through Southeast Asia. You probably go through most of just like the countries. But maybe like a little just like a – like those connections of islands that connect those countries. I think that would be really cool just to see that. Because I know they have – I think it's Fiji. Or uh-huh. Tonga yes, or yes. something. Yeah, I think it's Fiji. Fiji with like the stingrays and then yes. the canoes and stuff. Yes. All the- I think that would be really cool to go into that into Southeast Asia and then maybe the uh, Great Wall of China because like they're kind of going around the world. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, that would be a nice transition. Yeah, that that shouldn't be, be too awesome. hard. Come on, Disney. Add Take that. We got like, lots of ideas here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So speaking of rides, what attraction would you be devastated if they demolished it during your lifetime? But now updates and improvements are acceptable though. A ride I'd be de- – oh, Soren, 1,000%. I, why did that really? take me Okay. Yeah. So that's my one of my favorite rides, if not my favorite ride, just because it's kind of like a childhood ride. <laughs> so Soren in California was like my favorite ride because I did not like too much motion, but I also wanted to feel like I was doing a ride. 
that uh-huh. makes sense. I hope you're like, I want to do it, but I also don't want to be scared. <laughs> yes. And I also don't want to vomit. So, um, yes. that, and then obviously Disney world Soren. it's just, it's my mom's favorite ride too. It's something that every time we go to Epcot, my whole, we like, we have to go on Soren, like even if it's the only ride. So yeah, I would be very upset if Soren gets demolished, but I would definitely love it to be revamped. I don't mind that. We love the occasional update and stuff. It would be cool if like each theater was like a different, like you didn't know where you're going to get, kind of like Star Tours. Like that would be really fun. That would be awesome. Yeah, I think that would be a really nice take to it if they updated it that way. Like you don't know where in the world you're going. (laughs) Yes. It's like, oh, we're just getting on a flight. Don't know where. (laughs) Um, Fun fact about that ride, and I may cut this out, but um, Patrick, what is his last name? The actor that does the- Oh, yes. The pre-show. The the spiel, yeah. Yes. He was drunk when he recorded. Oh no! He showed up drunk, so you know at the end when he's like, "All right, um, safety seatbelts," and he's like looking at a piece of paper. Those are his lines. He genuinely so forgot. Funny. Oh my yes. god! Yes, and I, I have it from a reliable source. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> that, that, I believe that though. <laughs> yes, it's a reliable source that was there at the time. Can't That's say so who, funny. but I was just like. Wait, That's what? Because I'm always like crushing on him. I'm like, oh, he's so cute. Oh my Such god. Such adorable dad man. <laughs> he's so but he was drunk. So That's I might so leave funny. this in. I might not. I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. My next question is, what land do you find yourself spending the most time in? And this doesn't have to be limited to lands around the Magic Kingdom. It could be like Pandora. It could be a future world, World Showcase. It could be any of that. But I always are, I'm at Pandora, if it's Animal <gasps> Kingdom, mainly because my brother loves the food there. So we always just go there. <laughs> Yo, the more you're talking, the more I feel like we're really good friends. Like we'd be really good friends because yes. I love the food there. I love the rides. I yes. Back when they had entertainment, I loved the drummers that came Me out. Too. Like I would get so hype. <laughs> yes, I, I love every ride um, at Pandora. I can do Flights of Passage. Such a great ride. Yes, oh, and oh you God. like Soren, so that's yes. very similar yes. family. Like, so I would say probably- it's like Soren on steroids. <laughs> yes. Okay. So here is a princess question. Okay. All right. And okay, if you could take your favorite elements from each Disney princess, which dress, sidekick, hair, and castle would you want to have? And you can mix and match too. Oh wow. Okay. So we'll start with the dress. <laughs> okay, we'll do the dress first. I've always wanted a dress moment for any of the, <laughs> any of the girls that I got to hang out with. And I know Raya does not have her dress moment. And that's okay. No. I like a beautiful ball gown. So Belle's gown is my favorite because yellow is my favorite color. You look great in yellow, by the way. Thank you. Check, check out her Instagram, you guys. You'll, you'll understand why. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So Belle's dress. Hair. This is so hard. But in terms of like style – I would say Aurora because I feel like her hair is so flattering on every face. I, I think so too. And she's got like the long pretty hair and then like the Beautiful little ringlets hair. at the end. Yes. And I love that hairstyle. So Aurora's hair and sidekick, maybe Sisu just because yes. Sisu just seems like a good time. Yes. It always brings gifts and yes. can shapeshift into a dragon to do yes. a human. Sorry, spoilers if you haven't seen it. Yeah, like. <laughs> And then was there another one? Oh, Castle. Yes, Castle. Oh, wow. Um, There's a lot of good ones. There are a lot. Oh, this is so difficult. Oh, wow. Um, Okay. I know this is like not a possible thing, but Mm -hmm. um, Ariel's Castle. The underwater one? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Like if that was possible, absolutely. I would love that. I love water. So, yeah. I go and with you that. already have Sisu, so True. you can just take Sisu down to your castle with your castle. bell dress on and your Aurora hair. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's that's what it is. That is a fun time. I love it. So again, Belle's dress, Aurora's hair. Do you want it blonde or do you want it a different color? We'll keep some blonde streaks just to okay. keep that. But we'll go brunette with some blonde streaks. <laughs> Perfect. A little bit of Anna almost. Yeah. And Sisu and the Atlantica castle. Perfect. Yes. I love that. All right. Last two questions. If you had to be roommates with a Disney villain, who would it be? Oh my gosh, that's so difficult. (laughs) 
Does Yzma count? Absolutely. She was trying to kill Cusco the entire time. I would count that as a villain for sure. <laughs> I think it's because she's so blatant as a villain. So like, I would much rather have someone be like straight up about it than like yes. Mother Gothel where you don't know. Yeah, where she's just gaslighting you the whole time. And you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> I love Yzma. She's straight up about how much she doesn't like Cusco. So yes. I'll go with Yzma. <laughs> Perfect. And would you want Yzma in human form or kitty form? I'm allergic to cats, so human form. (laughs) Okay, interesting. I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, you wouldn't want to be allergic. Maybe she'll have a potion for that. I don't know. (laughs) She could. No, you're right. (laughs) Perfect. This is kind of an obscure question, so bear with me. So which princess powers, and I say that in quotations, would you want to have? So these are kind of something I've kind of made up that kind of tie into that princess. And you can pick three of them. Okay. Okay. So I'll just kind of go through. Snow White's uh, power is talking to forest animals. Cinderella's okay. is magically have an outfit for any occasion. Oh. Aurora's is sleep as long as possible with no time passing. Ariel's is breathe and talk underwater. Belle's is speed reading. Jasmine's is travel anywhere whenever you wanted. Pocahontas is endless endurance because that girl can run. True. <laughs> Mulan's is being able to defend yourself in any situation, whether it be physically or verbally. Tiana's is being able to cook a great meal out of anything lying around the house. Rapunzel's already kind of has powers with magic hair that heals people. Anna's is people falling in love with you. Elsa's is ice powers. Moana's is friends with the ocean and being able to understand people to their core, kind of like what she does with Tefiti. Raya's is being friends with dragons and an awesome warrior. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm just thinking of all those. I really, really love Aurora's. Yes. With our time going away. Jasmine's because I love to travel. Yes. And... I would I guess I'm gonna go with Mulan's. Mulan's, yes. yes. Being able to defend, defend yourself myself. in any situation. Yes, that would be the ultimate princess. Wow, if I could do all three. Yes. Oh my gosh. Now for Raya's power, I had a little trouble th- uh, thinking of it. Would you help me oh, come up yes. with because I think Friends of the Dragons is a little too plain. I feel like she's there's something more we could add to that. Yeah. She would also tie in with Mulan's fighting skills. Hers is a oh, that's difficult. Maybe stopping time. Oh, because don't they like freeze? Yes, stopping (laughs) time. It is a stretch, but I mean, it is in in the film. (laughs) I like it. Yes. Okay. Being able to stop time. I'm adding that. I don't know if you heard my keypad typing, but I like that. So, friends with dragons and being able to stop time. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Monica, for answering all of my obscure questions. I love them. Those are awesome. Uh, Thank you so much. So now I'll let you take it away and share your most magical moment. Oh, wow. Okay. So my most (laughs) magical moment uh, at Disney. So toward the end of my Disney career, I was able to be approved uh, to sing with my friend Moana. And uh, it was a -A Make-A-Wish event. And one of the you know, the girl's wish was to sing with Moana. So I got to experience that with her. So with, with like specific wishes like that, there is a place at Magic Kingdom where they will get to see and their favorite characters and experience that wish in a specific place in Magic Kingdom. When I was hanging out with Moana, we never went to the specific Give Kids the World facilities. More so, they would go to the park and then have their moment a few hours with Moana. Uh, And this specific girl wanted to sing with her. So that was so magical and uh, something that definitely sticks out for me. I mean, every Make-A-Wish experience, whether that was in the parks or in those specific character event um, make a wish moment was always very special um, because the family's always very grateful to have that moment with the character. Yeah. And in that situation, are you spending, you said um, hours with them, are you spending it with different make a wish kids or are you just spending that time with that one kid and spending that quality time with them? It depends on the character, but 
the person that gets to hang out with Moana will be allotted up to two to three hours. Yeah, up to two and a half hours or so with one specific Make-A-Wish kid, which is really, really cool um, to have that moment with that child and really get to know them in the family and sing or do fun activities like color or make puzzles. So, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's absolutely incredible. The one girl that wanted to sing with Moana was she um do you know how old she was so yeah um in experiences like that characters never really want to bring out what they're going through more so uh-huh. just being like bringing them into an alternate reality of just you know experiencing the magic of being in that movie i want to say she was about like 7 years old so so sweet her family was so grateful and, you know, got to film like that singing moment. Maybe one of these days I'll get to see it if they ever post it online. But uh, it it definitely, it was so, so much fun uh, because she was singing with Moana, uh, which is so cute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was definitely a lot of fun. And something that I think Disney really does well with is being able to create that magic for all kids. Oh, definitely. And that's so amazing. And which songs did you sing by any chance? Did um, you go through the all of them or just do how far I'll go? <laughs> we we tried to do all of them. It was oh, funny cute. because the girl really enjoyed Shiny, which was the one that was the most <laughs> difficult. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Moana doesn't really sing in that one. <laughs> She's more so, ducking and covering yeah, for cover. But, uh, it was just fun just to like listen to the whole soundtrack and sing it with her with, with the instrumentals Aww. here and there, and even the ones that weren't in English, which was um, I like know that whole sound like whole soundtrack by heart, which was really nice. But yes. it was a great moment to just have like that fun little just like letting letting free and bringing that child into just a really happy place. So Mm -hmm. it probably made such an impact on her for sure. I hope so. (laughs) Speaking of the music, I typically ask, I I try to switch my questions depending on the guest and whatnot. But I all, one of the questions I ask is if you were in a car full of kids driving cross country and you only could listen to one Disney soundtrack on repeat, what would it be? And Moana has come up countless times I love that it's such a good variety it is and it's like motivating music and playful music with Maui's and then silly ones with Tamatoa Tamatoa yeah yes yes there was actually this theory I saw like this musical teacher video about like the song how far I'll go when she said sings like um what is wrong with me it's like an off key because like there's something wrong with her um, and then like she oh. finds it in her to like feel more confident and then so she like heightens the key a little like a step up because she like oh. tries to find her confidence uh, which I think it's super fascinating that Lin-Manuel was able to do that yes. and I because I always wondered when I when I would sing that song I'm like it's so hard to get in that off step key like what mm-hmm. is wrong with me and I'm like oh <laughs> but it makes sense because there's something wrong with her she's like what is wrong with me Yeah, I always thought that was really fascinating how he did that. Now I'm going to pay attention to that more. Yeah, really interesting. Like you said, Lin-Manuel Miranda is so talented. There's so many like little hidden things, whether it be Hamilton or Moana. Like it is so cool. Yes, really puts a lot of thought into it. And that was already so magical, but the even more magical part. So I I volunteered um, quite a bit at Give Kids the World. And I got to see this young girl again, um, uh, being ha- hanging out with myself. <laughs> which, uh, just Monica, just Princess Monica. Monica. <laughs> and that was so magical. Thankfully, um, she did not see any similarities in myself or Moana. Uh, but getting to create magic as myself was something that was very special. And um, being able to see that dynamic, you know, and, and Disney has brought that in so many different ways. So that has been the most magical experience for me. And a lot of stories like that too, which is really, really nice. And when you would go visit Give Kids the World, when you weren't hanging out with princesses and you're doing your um, own free time and whatnot, what would you do there? Um, It's really cool. Uh, You can actually just apply for certain, you know, once you are, you did the orientation and everything, they give you like a 
um, your own login and then you can pick out shifts that you'd like to do. Uh-huh. I always do like the carousel shift where you just operate the carousel okay. with kids, which is really fun. And just like seeing the kids really enjoying it. Um, yes. They also had the ice cream scooper, which was like the gig to get. Yes. <laughs> it's like ice cream every night or something or what? what's the deal with the ice yeah, cream? Could you share ice cream. They have like a little parlor there and you can always just scoop out ice cream. <gasps> For kids, they had like a nail salon, like a salon <gasps> for kids. It they they really go all out for the kids over there, and yeah, it's it was it was always such a fun time over there. <laughs> I highly recommend I, it to everyone in Florida yes. if you ever want to have to volunteer and just like do something like for a wonderful cause. Give kids the world is always accepting volunteers, and a lot of it is ran by volunteers because a lot of the funding that they do make goes to the kids. And their experiences. So yeah, personally, I've been wanting to do it, um, but now that I'm yeah. back here in Orlando, I need to get over You'll there. You'll love so. it. Yeah, oh, you will love it. I, I love kids. They're so <laughs> fun. Would you actually would like to tell us a little bit about Give Kids the World? So uh, Give Kids the World is like there was a I forgot his name, but the owner of Give Kids the World just wanted mm-hmm. to like help kids, you know, like but make their wishes come true in situations mm-hmm. where, you know, they're just like not at the best state of health. There is a backstory specifically. I think it was like, whether it was one of his kids or like a a family friend who didn't get to fulfill their wish. And then he just kind of made it like his life mission to make sure that every kid was able to have their wishes regardless of what would happen. A lot of theme parks, I think all theme parks sponsor are sponsors of Give Kids a World so that kids can actually have those experiences at the park or um, meeting certain characters. And if they aren't able to um, go to the parks, they'll have the characters go to the facility or in the hospitals just to have those moments. So there's a lot of collaboration that goes in with Disney, Universal, all parks um, with Give Kids the World, which is really cool that they all do come together for a common cause, which is, you know, helping kids, you know, dreams and wishes come true. (laughs) Absolutely. And the little I know and remember is that their their turnaround time can be so quick. Like if a kid really struggling and they need within a day or a few days, yeah. Mm -hmm. Fly them out there, get them to make their wishes. And it's awesome. Yeah. It's a phenomenal company. And if you can donate your time or your money, definitely I'll include that in the show notes. And eventually I would love to get a owner or manager on and to talk more about it. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Monica, thank you so much for taking the time to come out on my show. Of course. Yes, if you would like to share where people can find you. Okay. Um, everywhere online, you can find me at Monica Joel O. So M-O-N-I-C-A-J-O-E-L-L-E-O on TikTok, Instagram. On YouTube, you can find me as Monica Joel Ortiz. I actually made a movie review on YouTube <laughs> for Raya Ooh. and The Last Dragon, um, which was oh, yes. like last month when the movie came out. So I got to watch the movie a few days early, which was really cool um, because of Disney. Um, the PR mm-hmm. team was really nice and gracious enough to let me watch it. So yeah, if you want to see my review, you can check that on YouTube. I will be making more content very soon. And then Yay! I have a, a podcast as well. The name of my podcast is Chica with Monica. It, Chica means like to talk in Tagalog or Filipino. And I just talk with all kinds of people, specifically either Asian or Filipino American or people of different marginalized groups talking about issues that are happening or experiences. And we're not as organized as Morgan. But, oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> but we, uh, tr- I try to make a uh, post an episode every Monday. And yeah, that's where you can find me. (laughs) Yeah. And we will have all your links in the show notes so you guys can go follow Monica and check her out. Again, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your most magical moments and giving us some behind the scenes information on what you've done with Disney and other endeavors you've done Mm -hmm. with your Riot cosplay. Like, I just want to thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Morgan. Hopefully we can like meet each other in person one day. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. I would absolutely love that. Some 
listener stories that you, the fan, sent in. If you would like to submit your story to be read on the Just Some Magic podcast, please go to justsomemagic.com and click on the Share Your Magic tab. Today's listener story comes from Dewey. He was one of the costumers and photographers that helped Monica, today's guest, with her Raya cosplay. And Dewey will share his perspective on the collaboration. Before the Raya project was as we know it now, I've been wanting to work on a Raya costume ever since the film was announced at D23 Expo. And I wanted to work on her by official Disney means, but due to COVID, it couldn't happen. However, Nam, the other person on the project, approached me. I said yes, of course. Raya meant everything to me. She was the first Southeast Asian Disney character. Before Raya, I had Hiro Hamada, who was Disney's first Asian American film character, and I'm also Asian American. However, Raya is literally ASEAN like me, a Vietnamese person. Not only that, she's also voiced by a Vietnamese person. And in the film, she literally says Vietnamese words. I share my culture with her, a culture that I don't get to talk about a lot because the mainstream media usually associates my culture with war. I digress on how much she means to me, but I said yes. On the Raya project, we spent hours researching and deciding how to approach the project. Mind you, this is way before the film came out, so we had to dig for information. I was one of the costumers and took the responsibility of the shirt and jacket. I did a lot of research with the help of equally excited Southeast Asian friends. I found out that the shirt Raya wore was a Thai sabai. That's also the same shirt that Thai warrior women wore. As butt-kinking as it sounds to Western ears, keep in mind that it's normal in ASEAN culture for women to be warriors. The jacket confused me, but I couldn't tell what culture it was from. My friend and I concluded that it was a modernized take on the Thai and Cambodian men's formal wear. I researched so much on the Thai Sabai shirt and I tried to make sense of what Raya wears. Raya's version is so much more conservative and honestly still doesn't make sense to me. But I made it work with the amount of lack of sleep and brain energy spent on it. My take on Raya's Sabai is with a mustard colored yellow fabric. The edges are satin stitched with brown for dimension and roughness. To illustrate the long journey Raya has been through and not knowing the plot, she was literally traveling through tail and in the midriff area is embroidery with some flavor. The jacket was made of cotton. I really wanted pleather, but we were on a budget and I used interface for the stiffening. I was also the photographer on the project. Not only did I get to dress Monica as Raya, I got to photograph her and my inner photographer was gleaming with Southeast Asian pride. Seeing Monica as Raya in person in a project of all Southeast Asian creators is a feeling I have repressed. We have a princess we all share. And it was the same feeling I got when I saw the movie. And I saw my culture and my friends all on the screen for everyone to see. I hope more people get to see it and they will love our culture as much as we love Princess Raya. again so much for sharing all of her behind the scenes looks for her Raya cosplay working for the Walt Disney Company and her most magical moment with a make-a-wish kid. I also want to thank Dewey for sending in his listener story of his perspective of working on the Raya cosplay with Monica. Again, if you have a listener story that you would like to send in or possibly be a featured guest on the show, please go to justamagic.com and click on the share your magic button. Again, we have episodes every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to subscribe. And if you have a moment, if you could please go to Apple Podcasts and submit a review, it would greatly help this channel out. And I thank you in advance. Our next episode will be in May for a special Star Wars holiday. So brace yourself for some Star Wars episodes coming out in May. Again, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of those episodes. But until next time, bye! <laughs>